In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Special Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and with me is my podcast pal, the one, the only, Travis Ratz here. All right, we are on an episode, folks. You are joining us for Comic Exposure, where we either dive deep into a graphic novel or trade, or we talk what's going on in the world of nerddom. We we shoot the breeze on movies and TV and books and stuff like that. And that's an episode you've joined us on today, a variant episode. We were supposed to be doing another spooky book. Uh, but someone we know who is supposed to be our guest got to go ahead and go get sick. Uh, so sad trombone sound. Mm-hmm. Andrew can't be with us on this episode, but she's going to come back and we are going to do refrigerator full of heads. It'll be a November book. Cause if I've learned anything from 12,000 uh, Friday, the 13th movies, horror doesn't die. So I, but it does ruin my, my segue into that. I was gonna talk about how this was a surprise spooky book sequel podcast episode mm, on yeah. a sequel to a spooky book. Well, that's okay. That's what the next episode. Okay. You can still make the same pitch. Okay. Just say it. Just practice it. Practice yeah, it. Okay, we got, got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, so on the episode today, Travis and I are just want to talk about some stuff we've been reading, some stuff we've been watching. If you have been living under a rock, maybe you've missed uh, the competing fantasy shows that have been on Prime networks net networks, I guess, but like streaming services on HBO Max. You can watch, and I guess on HBO. But who has cable anymore? You could watch the uh, the House of Dragons or on Amazon Prime, the weirdest place to watch TV shows. You can watch. Uh, what is it the ring rings of ring of power yeah. ring of power you probably oh, watch the ring power. too both yeah, you the could japanese the ring. ringu or the ring or ring two i think you yeah. can also watch the ring too uh on on either of those things possibly but you could probably watch 27 dresses too maybe i don't know what that is but i'm gonna it's probably is it in the same it's a rom-com. japanese horror oh no. a rom-com yeah oh 27 <laughs> oh that's right like she goes to 27 yeah. weddings or something if like you that, need right? a lighter fairy you know in this time yeah yeah palette cleanser a pelican, yes. After you've seen the creepy thing come out of the well in the ring, you can watch another woman in a dress who's not murdering people. Mm. Uh, but Travis, let's start let's the spooky talk. stuff first. Let's start the spooky stuff first. Oh, spooky okay? stuff. Okay, what's spooky that's stuff what he, it, this is going to be released like on Halloween. So let's yeah, so let's turn the lights down. Yeah, let's light a candle. Yeah. Josh, don't okay. light that candle. That's the black I, satanic candle. All right, for I don't special summon, occasions only. Don't want to summon any demons just yet. No, that's yet. The, no, not demons. That's the Alan Moore candle, which is oh. close, close to a demon. Yes, he but comes weird and everything. <laughs> All right, so what spooky thing are we going to talk about, Travis? Uh, well, uh, well, speaking of uh, spooky fare, have you by chance caught the uh, Guillermo del Toro? No, uh, he basically like hosts uh, Alfred Hitchcock style no. on Netflix. Not <laughs> Netflix. Uh, oh, Netflix. What's it called? It's uh, the Cabinet of Curiosities. I have not seen it yet. No, no. There's mm. also a new an anthology series that came out on Netflix too that looks interesting, but it's like TVMA, so I can't watch it with Runner because I think it'll be too spooky. But that mm-hmm. looked the little trailer thing for it looked good. Nice. Are you watching some Guillermo del Toro? I did. I checked out the first episode. I believe it's like it's once a like once a week, um, mm. which is weird because I thought 
maybe maybe I just didn't click the next episode, but they at the uh, end some of, of them the, they some of them they stream uh, not all at one time. Yeah, and at the end of the They're episode, they mind. had the preview trailer for all the separate vignettes with mm. the titles of them. So I'm, I just assumed like, oh, there's vignettes. There's not a next episode, which I was okay with. I feel like that little bit on there was good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, very set up, much like the Alfred Hitchcock presents or Tales from the yeah. Crypt, except for a crypt keeper. You have. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Toro being like, oh, it, I can't do a Guillermo del Toro voice. <laughs> no, I'm no. not even going to try. No, don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> it was, yeah, it wasn't going to be good. Um, <laughs> and, but the first episode, it feels kind, it feels uh, horror light. Um, yeah. Uh, the way so, kind like, of Pan's Labyrinth like does, Zone, yeah, it has right, like fantasy horror, yeah, but it has like the vulgarity of you know adult show uh, and some undertones. But the horror itself feels pretty approachable. And again, we're dealing with the show that builds up a lot, and then you get like yeah. ten minutes of a, a spook. Uh, of spook. Uh, yeah. But um, God, I can't remember his name, but he is in so many things. Um, uh great lead in the first episode uh of it uh and it's a small cast in the first episode really kind of contained bottle thing that deals with a uh uh it's called lot 36 or lot 26 and it deals with one of those auctions where they sell off the old mm. um uh, what do they call them? This is the one I was talking about. This one, yeah. I didn't know it was Guillermo del Toro. I just saw, I couldn't, I didn't read his name. I only saw Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's definitely one to check out. I think it's I, like a Black Mirror thing. Some people will, once the word gets out, I'm sure there'll be a couple of standout episodes that everyone will have seen, like Black Mirror. Well, it looks and like then, it's got some good cast members in it, like uh dude from... Uh, this is probably the one I was talking about, the Coen Brothers. He's always in the Coen Brothers stuff. Yeah, yep. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, he was um, in the first. Crispin episode. Glover is going to be in one. Rupert Grint, the kid who played like uh, the redhead from Harry Potter, is going to be. It looks like he's in the cast for it. Mm. So it seems interesting. I have a question for you, sir. Speaking of spooky stuff, did you watch Werewolf by Night? Uh, I did. Watch I watched. That's also awesome. that, good yeah. spooky fair, Josh. Good spooky fair. I watched Renner. We watched as a family spooky event in the Buckley House. It was really good. I was impressed. I didn't think it would be as good as it was. I like that it didn't tell you a lot. It dumped you in. I like that it was small set, right? Um, I like that it felt very old horror movie. It very much, my it felt very much like the old Dracula, the yeah. old, like Bella Lugosi era horror. And the special effects for Werewolf by Night for the werewolf were really good. It was a really good looking thing. And I don't know if like, because it was black and white, you could cheat with some stuff, but I thought it looked really good. Yeah, I think a lot of it was practical, um, is yeah. what they were saying on there. And it was great. It had that feel to it. And like you said, I love how they just drop you into it. And right. in fact, they just kind of, that thing just kind of dropped on Disney Plus unceremoniously. You know, it just, yeah, kind I of heard was a little there. bit, of, I heard a little bit about it, but not yeah. a lot of lead up to it. I saw one brief preview for it where you got a glimpse of man thing so we could all be like what man things in it uh man thing was fantastic yeah um i like that he's but my only fear is he ends up being Groot. a swamp Groot, Groot right because yeah. he's not talking right mm -hmm. and so is he just swamp Groot? uh but i really enjoyed 
seeing that character and seeing them do something with it. And it makes me go like, okay, we're one step closer to howling commandos, right? Mm -hmm. We're like, we're one step closer to getting that, that horror TV show uh, or movie. And I don't think it'll be a movie because why do a movie anymore? Right? Like oh, that's, yeah. I think Mar Marvel's done this thing. Like movies are big tent poles. We do big things in movies. And then if we just want to have some fun, we'll put it on television. Yeah. Right. Cause you get to, you get to explore a little more. I like right? the idea of swamp group. <laughs> Take all my loot. You, Squam I love you yeah. so much. Swamp, swamp group. group. Uh, but <laughs> I thought he looked fantastic, even at the very end when it goes to color uh, and you see man thing in color. I was like, oh, that even looks good in color, right? Like sometimes black and white lets you hide a lot of stuff because of the shadows and stuff like that. But it actually he actually looked really that that CGI's looked actually. really. Yeah, good I think also, too, when you only it. have to like color correct for a very one scene, like you can really put the oh. attention into it. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, that yeah. was really strong. And I also kind of like that. It's just that one. I mean, I they, like might, that it, they might I do like them for glory, future Halloween episodes right? or something like that. But uh, it was yeah. a, it was like the most gory thing uh, that Disney has put out for more Marvel, right? Like uh, chopping off arms, even though it was black and white, it still felt like, oh, they went for that. OK, cool. Right. Like um, I really appreciated that they they really stuck to this. Let's make it spooky. Let's make it you know, a little scarier than we would normally yeah, we, do. Not that see, it was scary. You know, but. you see that like in Kill Bill, that big like fight scene where they go black right. and white because it's just so over the top gory. Right. It is a nice little cheat in order to kind of, not necessarily seem PG less gory. up uh, right. uh, uh, an intense scene, but make it more palatable with the family. I think that's the way to watch it. Like it's October. I thought it was, thought you, it was great you've to see seen Ernest scared stupid, you know, too many times. Yeah. You're looking for some new family fun Halloween fair. Uh, and it's something that everyone can watch, you know. And you already watched Hocus Pocus 2 13 times with your kids. Watch Werewolf by Night. We really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It looked cool. Um, I would like to see them do more in that side of Marvel, right? Like we've read, I mean, I know they're doing the Blade movie, but I've I've heard there's some hubbub about the Blade movie maybe not going as in the right direction, some people, but I'm I'm kind of interested to see like um how we can how they can have some fun in the spooky side of of Marvel. Yeah. I don't I mean, want like I don't want Dracula because I think that's a silly part of Marvel is having actual Dracula, but I do like the the vampire spooky monster hunter part of it. You know what I mean? I mean like Yeah, I don't yeah, it's I'm trying to think of how I would feel about it if they if they did a definitive Dracula. I don't know if they can because of Universal Monsters, uh, Universal's rights to it. But I guess but you Dracula could. is yeah, a Dracula like, is a it's a common fair yeah. use, right? It's like it's common common grounds. That you yeah, can, I mean they use yeah everyone uses Dracula. So I mean yeah. even Dracula dead loving it. It's not like they got you know rights to <laughs> that thing. But he was he was both dead and loving it. So I thought that was really good. Uh, two good spooky things to check out. I'm gonna have to check out the Guillermo del Toro one. Uh, maybe I'll watch an episode this evening after after Renner tucks out for the night. Uh, but it looked interesting. I, I, I enjoyed it. I yeah, enjoyed it's good, especially since yeah. we're uh, a countdown to Halloween has begun. Um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of countdown to Halloween, we can't talk, you know, uh, Halloween without talking the, the king of horror, the king himself. Yes. The king yeah. of Stevens. Stephen, Stephen King himself, the the king, Stefan, Stefan Ste Urkel. Stefan, Stefan King. Uh, I need two goblins with road coats on their head, and <laughs> I was trying to do a SNL Stefan. 
<laughs> mm. next, uh, the next club is the uh, next Stephen mm. King book is <laughs> takes place where there's a small child eating grapes in a hammock while playing <laughs> the accordion on her toes. <laughs> uh, uh, you're reading. You're uh, in the middle of the new book, fairy, right? fairy tale. tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I picked that up. I am a man in my 40s who lives in suburban America. So while I was at Costco buying. Uh, you know, uh, milk and too many eggs. Uh, and I saw it, I was walking by. I'm like, Ooh, new Stephen King, because I don't, I'm not in the world of the internet where I know when new books come out. That's Mm. not the, that's not my, that's not my lane in, in the internet. doesn't show up on my Twitter. That's not right. New comic books. I see that new actual literature. I don't often see in my circle of stuff. So I saw, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I have a new book out. I'll check it out. Um, I'm about, I don't want to say I'm halfway in it. I think I'm at the point where it finally starts to be, it gets to the point where, oh, here's the fantastical part of it, right? Okay, yeah. It's, it it takes a little while. I mean, there's a little bit of fan, there's nothing fantastical until the part that I just got to. You're listening to the audiobook, yeah, right? Yeah, and I'm early on, and I keep okay. waiting for, like, the oddness to appear somewhere, uh, and it even it's it's not even like classically Stephen King perverted mm. at this point. Like I'm waiting for, and I don't think you it's know, going to like be. euphemisms to like circumcision or like uh, you know, out of nowhere, someone's had cubes sex, right? or like, something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, yeah. So it is it is um so far an interesting tale. Uh, it reminds me. So I read If It Bleeds. And if it bleeds has a short story in it about a, a, a young man in a like who's helping out an older guy, right? He's helping mm-hmm. out an old man uh, with a cell phone, right? As like teaching him how to use a cell phone or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just, it also just became a Netflix movie. This it's something, something it's like Mr. Someone's phone, right? So it's a short story. That's in, if it bleeds, this feels like he wrote that short story. And he's like, Oh, how can I, take that concept. This is very much like old Mm -hmm. man, young boy relationship. uh, And what does it mean? Right? Like, where does it go from there? Um, I just kind of got to the part where you, where it makes sense that we're calling it, that it's called fairy tale. Right. Okay. And that feels like a good chunk into the book, but that's Stephen King. Stephen King writes these giant books and you're like, okay, why am, why is this chapter someone telling a story? Why am I, why is it, why is it someone, why is it a character in the book telling a story for the next three chapters? You know, you think that King in his uh, latter years is really cueing into that dynamic, like the older guy who leaves behind something for the next person to pick up. Yeah. I think that that's probably part of getting older, right? Like what's your legacy? So I wonder if that's what he's exploring, this idea of legacy or what you leave behind, right? Like he's got a son. His son is an author, right? He is leaving behind a giant amount of prose, right? A lot of writing. Um, I like his short stories a lot because I think sometimes he meanders too much in his in his longer books. Um, or in his short stories, he allow, he has less time to get weird mm-hmm. and pervy. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree completely, like, but he still does. Like uh, in uh, he still writes really good books. Is super pervy. Yeah. Um, I just bought a-, a lot this fall on eBay of all his first edition hard copies of his short story books. Wow, yeah, Travis yeah, yeah. Rats. It was only like happens. seventy-eight bucks, and it was really? all first edition hardcovers. They all smell like smoke. 
But I mean, that makes it even more kingy to me. It feels yeah, like they were owned by should. like King himself. But they should smell like cigarette Nick smoke. King. And, like yeah, and cigarette smoke and bad bad ideas. That's what it should sound. <laughs> that's what it should smell like. Um, but that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what? Oh, you know what? I also watched. If we're gonna say uh, on on Stephen King, I watched Salem's Lot. Uh, the seventies yeah. uh, one. The seventies one. Yeah. Oh, Gabby I, I just watched town. that last Halloween. Gabby I, was out of town, and I was like, I've never seen Salem's Lot before. I'm gonna watch it. The Again, lead on that, I forget who the lead is, but very like 70s, 80s, like yes, yeah, look, very uh, much terrifying. Yeah. But like they, you see that scene recycled so much. The kid floating in the window, right? Uh, yeah, like is is recycled in Buffy the Vampire Slayer right? and yeah. like the Lost Boys. Like let me in, let me in. Yeah, creepy yeah. But still holds. I, yeah, up. creepy. It still does. Um, but I was like, okay, let's watch that. Yeah, I think Gabby was out of town. She went on some trip, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. Uh, but yeah, man, like, uh, good spooky stuff. So let's, yeah, let's I, talk wait, about I have one more King oh, relation. One more King. Joe, Joe Hill, his, his son, oh. um, who, uh, uh, we're, we're going to be reading a Hill house book for our next one. Yeah. A sequel to his book, but you actually just read one of yeah, his. Yeah. And I, I, oh. I was like, oh, we should do this. And then I forgot we had talked about doing a refrigerator full of heads, but it was called dying is easy. I think it okay. came out like last year or something like that, that time. But it's about this, uh, um, uh, ex uh, detective who's now a stand up comedian and he gets involved in a crime uh, mm-hmm. through his stand up world and has to go on the run. And the art is beautiful. I, for- I forget who the uh, artist is on this. I can pull it up here in a second. Uh, uh, Martin, S- Martin, is this- oh, this actually isn't. Is this written by Martin Simmons? One second. Um, but I, I thought that the art was, uh, gosh, I should have known this. Oh, oh yeah, Joe Hill is the author, of course. And then Martin Simmons is the illustrator. Uh, and also some beautiful colors in this. I mean, just a beautiful book. But yeah. it does a really good job of doing conversation in a comic book, especially like bringing in the stand-up. And it does feel that world of like a stand-up club they they do okay. that really well, so I I, oh, awesome. I recommend that. Awesome. It's not necessarily spooky, uh, but it's um, but it's murdery. It's intense, yeah, yeah. It's intense. I just I well, I know we're gonna talk about it on the show, but I just read the new Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips in the mail. Reckless book. I, it's all it's 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 another wonderful piece in that. So uh, if you if you want something to read, go read that. It, it is fantastic. So those those are some good books to go read. You know what else I read that we're that I'm going to make you read? Uh, the first half of Human Target uh, mm, by Tom King. Um, Tom King. God, it's gorgeous. It mm-hmm. might be one of the best looking comic books I've read in a long time. I haven't read like, King. I haven't read Tom for a while. So it's a it's a good one. I think this is the one where you don't need to know anything. It isn't telling you some deep story about needing to know who. Uh, Adam Strange's or needing to know anything about Mr. Miracle. This is like the human. It's really just a noir story with uh, the Justice League. Okay. So it's, it's, it's good. I really, I really enjoyed it. So let's talk TV, Travis. I, I kicked off the episode talking about fantasy how the, TV. the battle of fantasy on television with the ring of power just ending. And I do believe, is this Sunday, the last episode for House of Dragon? Um, no, House that's, of where, Dragon? that's where it ended. That was last time. Did it end? Yeah. Oh, then I watched the last I, episode. I believe. But didn't know it was the last yeah. episode. Okay. All right. I, I mean, uh, I believe. I'm. I should check. I, I, I can check dude. that while we're doing it. But 
Uh, I mean, it both, was a good place to end it out. if it was last, uh, last episode. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised that no one has talked about these shows online. No one. No one said anything about any of them. <laughs> no one has said, and we're the first people to talk about it. And we wanted to wait for them to be done because uh, we figured everybody else would be talking about them. But surprisingly, no one yeah, has said it, a single it, thing about either show. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I guess we're breaking bread. Yeah, we're breaking we're breaking bread and ground. We're breaking yeah. we're breaking bread ground. Ma- Mahalo. On this. Yeah. Uh, so which one did you prefer? I just let's just let's just start that way. Which one? Um, really oh, uh, I surprisingly I liked uh, it. It switched on me. It switched okay. on me at the half, or maybe even before the half of uh, of Lord of the Rings. It switched. I ended up liking House of Dragon uh, as a uh, more engaging uh, yeah. uh, use of my time. I will agree with you. <laughs> loaded way of I, saying it. <laughs> I think I think House of Dragon um, was slow start. It felt slow at the beginning, but okay, you got me. But then it had some really good stuff in it. Matt Smith is great in it. Um, you know the the actor who plays uh, Reyna Targaryen is great in it, right? Like they're good actors through the whole thing. Uh, and then as as what's his name. Uh, starts to melt away and starts to turn into the Crypt Keeper. Um, I was like, the next episode is just the Crypt Keeper, right? That's just, it is just the dad is just the Crypt Keeper, and he's just there going, ah! <laughs> right? Like that's that's all. It I is. thought that but dinner I, scene was uh, looked like that nothing to lose dinner scene with like Dan Aykroyd at the table. <laughs> it was. I thought it had a lot of those scenes where I thought it was going to go one way. Right. Like it hinted at, oh, here's remember this thing from before. Remember and the other show we did and you expect it to be this big, giant thing. But then it's not. It's a smaller version of that. So when you think about like the wedding scene um, where they're having the party for the wedding and like the scuffle breaks out and you think it's going to be this big, giant thing. And it just ends up one dude getting beat to crap yeah, yeah um and then same with that dinner scene too i thought that right. was beautifully orchestrated uh, the like dinner scene, build I thought it was... all the tension up and you're like oh this has got to be released and it really doesn't yeah. and it was kind of cool and it releases in these weird ways like yeah. uh when when dude gets his eyeball cut out right and then dude the actor who plays that guy later the older fantastic. version of fantastic yeah looks creepy is all get out. Yeah, that last episode where he pulls his patch off, you're like, ooh, yeah. actually, that's a, a good look for you. Yeah, that's not bad. That's It's better than the patch. You might as well just take the patch yeah, off, it's man. Yeah, ice blue eyes. You look like, uh, like a, a, a snow walker. Or a, yeah, <laughs> well, I think he stole, he, stole the, he stole the the mithril from uh, from Rings <laughs> of Power and put it in his eyeball. Mithril is like mercury. Um, like that shit, like, it's not good. Yeah, you can't put it in there. That's well, you could wear it as like a uh, as chainmail though, if you needed to. That's or you could just, make a uh, uh, like a uh, uh, electric punk album. Uh, yeah, with yeah. it, uh, if you get down, down, and you chain a lot of mail. Yeah, yeah, that could work. It could work. Uh, so I agree with you. I think I think House of Dragons ended, and I'm going to be honest. With you, I haven't finished Rings of Power yet. I'm I, the last episode is all I have left. I, I'm um, a huge, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I'm definitely not like the most knowledgeable, but I I you know I know the Cimmerillion and I know like you know I knew about the gods of the the Middle Earth and you know the origin of Gandalf and the wizards and 
you know, uh, some of the heredity and I knew about some of these far off places that we don't get in the third age. Uh, so I knew yeah. a little bit about second age. So it was nice seeing some of those things. And I, that first episode, I, I was just like, yes, I was, it was floored. Great. I was floored yeah. by the look of it. I mean, it's great pace, the action. I liked a lot of the new characters. Uh, but like as it it's went strong, on, man, it's it. I just kind of lost trust that the storytellers have a plan for the season. I mean, you don't have to have that plan for the whole shebang, but like it felt like I, I don't know. I just kind of lost trust that the storytellers were were taking us to a fulfilling cliffhanger or climax. Uh, of right, some kind. as I. As I'm watching it, right, I have one episode left, and I keep, I kept seeing the the things like find out who you know Saruman, not uh, like find out who Sauron is. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, is that what this season's about? Because I nothing was really, I didn't feel like I was that it was leading to that. Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe it was, but for me, as I'm watching it, I wasn't like, oh, that's really what I'm going to find out this season. Like yeah. that didn't matter to me. And you didn't know what the stakes were if any of the suspects for uh, uh, Sauron were. You're like, is it this guy, this guy, or this girl? And you're like, okay, that yeah, there's three or four different options, but you haven't established the stakes that I'm like, oh, well, if it's him, that means. And if it's him, that means that, right. you know, so it's just like, uh, it's just, you know, a, a shell game of who done it as opposed to why does it matter if it's this one or this one? Yeah, I felt it didn't, I felt like it didn't matter. Yeah. Right. To me, I felt like it didn't matter who that, who that person was. Uh, and I, it was spoiled for me. So I know who it is. And so then I'm like, oh, do I have to watch the last episode? Right. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at. I really liked the first couple episodes. I, re- I thought it looked great. I thought the, the, the. Um, sort of action stuff was really good. I felt like it 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 gave me some hope after just not liking um, the Hobbit, right? Mm-hmm. After just feeling the Hobbit just didn't feel right. They stretched it out over, you know, three movies unnecessarily, and then I get this, and it felt a little stretchy in places. It wasn't as goofy as as I think the Hobbit is, but the Hobbit's a goofy book, anyways. Um, but I just was kind of like, okay. Are we, where are we going? That's what I uh, yeah, felt like. I, I didn't know where we were going. It's a tough task, you know, because we kind of come into the Lord of the Rings and, you know, Tolkien basically sets his story in the, the third age, right? And you kind of have yeah. two parts of it. You have the Bilbo and then like a hundred years later or something, you have like the the Frodo. Yeah. So you have a lot of those, those characters and it feels kind of condensed, even though it's representative of entire age of this right. universe. And here the show seems to be like trying to condense like thousands of years into like a linear storyline, which is definitely a challenge because then you're always yeah. going to have those hardcore fans who are like, well, actually, that happened 2000 years before this. I don't care about that. But yeah. it's just the sense that I, I, I don't know. It feels like they don't understand the best parts of what Lord of the Rings is. And they're like, there wasn't the adventure story. What's, what's the Hobbit? The Hobbit is an adventure story. Uh, like this, 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 you know, this character who doesn't look like they're able to do this job, who seems it's, we're giving him an impossible task as a Hobbit to be the burglar, to steal a dragon's gold. And somehow he does it. 
through mm-hmm. the help of friends and all of these circumstances to get there. You get to, um, you know, Frodo. It is an adventure story. He's given a task. He seems like an unlikely hero to be able to carry out that task. But with the help of the people around him, he makes it happen, right? I don't I don't get this here. It, what it does is it takes the wide-ranging cast in uh, Lord of the Rings, right? There's but there's still no focal character. Lord of the Rings, yeah. giant cast, but Frodo. Yeah, who are we your, supposed to be? Yeah, who's yeah, our Frodo, in? Frodo is your through line. In, in Ring of Power, it feels like, I mean, the Silmarian is not written no, as like a, an encyclopedia. It's like a glossary. Right. So it's not the adventure story. So I just feel like what we're missing is this character who is the, who's the one person we're following, right? Um and I guess maybe it's because Lord of the Rings is everybody comes together. You know, you know who they all are together and how they interact. And then we throw them out into the story. Mm-hmm. This seems to be oh, here are all these disparate characters and we're going to show you how they come together. Right. Yeah. There's no right? like there's no like journey and, like stops on the map where you find like a new. Right. It's, know, it's challenge not, it's, or a new helper. Right. So it's not the, I mean, if you think about it, you know, your favorite comic book series ever, right? It's a road trip. It's an adventure story. Mm -hmm. It's a cast of characters who start together, who have a goal and they help each other get there. That is like the through line for so many stories. Mm -hmm. Right. But this is, I feel like here are all these different characters and they're slowly going to come together. And I, do they all get together at the very end? Do they all have some interaction at the very end of the last episode or no? Because I feel no. No, 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 no. So all of these different storylines, and they don't even come together in the finale, where you're like, "Oh yeah, they're all together." You know, like the elf is going to help the 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 dwarf, and they're going to have help from the. You know what I mean? Like they're all going to do this thing. Mm. Maybe that's second season, but that's my problem. I think sometimes of storytelling like this, where we go, let's make a TV show. Yeah, because we go, we can do this for three seasons, and our first season, the characters don't even need to get together. Yeah. And I go like, but that's the best part. I think that's I think that's a poor lesson people took away from Game of Thrones, the series. You yeah. Know? And where it's just like, well, we'll keep them separate and then we'll promise that they'll get together down the line. But at least in Game of Thrones, there was a, there like you'd have crossover, not all of the families together, but you'd see like two families together and then something yeah. would happen. This, I just feel like it felt very much like here's one storyline, here's one storyline, here's one storyline, right? You got the hobbits, the elf and the dwarf, and then the elf and the and the um, Southlanders, right? Yeah. Like that, that whole story. Um, and then, and I guess like one more when you think about, um, what's, why I can't remember her name? The, the... Harfoot? No, that's the hobbit, like the little uh-huh. hobbit story. The one, she's the, the badass one. Fighting trolls in the wintry thing. Oh, the, um, uh, why can't I think of her name? Start with the G. I can't. It, it, Galadriel. 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 Yeah, Galadriel. Like those stories, like they're not coming together until the one part when Galadriel finally gets to the Southlands, right? And you see that thing happen. Mm. But then all these other, like, what are these? What does that have to do with any of this over here? Right. right. It feels like a. It feels like a lot of setup and no payoff. Yeah, and the payoffs are ones that you're like, well, I knew that. Well, it's actually Mordor. Yeah. Was I not supposed to know that? 
Like, were you, were you trying to keep that hidden? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of obvious. I will say, not, what I did like about it, the orcs are fantastic. Oh, in it. great. Oh, great. my God. I wish they, and the costumes I wish they are looked like that in, in, in The Hobbit and in, in Lord of the Rings. The, yeah. the, the costuming and, and the practical uh, effects stuff looks yeah. good. The CGI they use looks good. Like, it is a, it looks wonderful. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. It looks great. It looks great. I just didn't love, I just felt the story meandered too much. Supporting cast, acting wise, not a whole lot of standouts too where you're like, you, no. you, where you can't imagine someone else playing that role. No. I do like Ladrell's role. I think uh, she's really good. I think she's a really good actress. I think she plays that role really well. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, uh, the guy who plays the dwarf is yeah, great. Yeah, Elrond. Right? Yeah. I really like, like Elrond's friend. Oh, and the, really you know, you said the dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was thinking of Elrond, the, uh, the elf, the dwarf. Yeah. He's really great. Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, God, it's just, you tell it's a Sunday night. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, in a game, like in a show, like Lord of the Rings, you would have figured they would have scoured the earth, you know, and brought in some really like pe some people from, some theater that were just waiting to break yeah. out. Maybe they did. And it's just, yeah. they, still, they just haven't got a lot to sink their teeth into. Like you said, yeah. They, yeah. They, they keep switching back and forth and it's like a lot of exposition and stuff. Yeah. I think, and I think the one thing, so I don't want to dump on it. It, it. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It just, I don't think it came to a conclusion or was leading somewhere. I liked, whereas in house of dragons was definitely leading to a culminating point and you could feel it the entire time. Right. You feel it going on the track. I thought the time jumps were really interesting. I figured like that's their way of uh like, okay, maybe we're not gonna get seven seasons or we don't want seven seasons, so we're gonna really hop the story along in this first season. I think right? that yeah, I think the House of Dragons does a better job of meeting the expectations set by the franchise than Lord of the Rings does. It's like when yeah. you when we when we measure a spin-off against the original franchise, which is impossible not to do. I, right. House of Dragons comes much closer than than um, uh, Rings of Power. Yeah, yeah. But go get your fantasy on if you've got either of those things, HBO Max, or you've got uh, Amazon Prime. Go yeah, and eight-hour episodes, it's not like they're asking you to commit, you know. No, that's everything now. Yeah. Everything's at eight to ten hours. That's like two TV. movies. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe two and a half movies. But, well, have you uh, seen the running time for Avatar 2? like three hours I would, and 10 minutes. I'm not going to see Avatar 2. I'm sorry I saw Avatar 1. Oh! Um, oh, terrible film. Terrible film. All right, Travis Rats. Here's what we've got. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, comes out in like two weeks. Before we bail on this show, we leave out. Well, are you looking, well are you looking before we talk about Black Panther, we didn't talk yeah. about another uh, black superhero. What did we miss? Oh, Black Adam, who's not... He, well, yeah. So yeah, uh, You get what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> the name is Black, yes. Um, Black, Ad Black Adam, Black I saw it. It's it's a movie. It's a movie. I yeah. don't know what DC is doing. I'm just I don't want again. I hate like dumping on stuff on the show. The costumes were great. Black Adam's costume looked awesome. Hawkman somehow looked cool. I don't know. I don't know how they did that right. Um, but Hawkman's costume looked cool. Adam Smasher looked cool. Um, I thought best part of it, Doctor Fate. Pierce Brosnan is Dr. Mm -hmm. Fate. You should have just given me a Justice League of America movie. And I like, I'd have been happy, but it, it ended up being a weird 
Black Adam ended up being, they didn't let the rock be the rock. Like, I don't know if the rock was like, well, I can't be, I can't, well, I can't do what the rock is cooking. Right. I have to, I can't smell. You can't smell what I'm cooking. Cause I'm giving you nothing. Cause I'm simmering. I'm just, yes. I'm just, just simmering. He has no, he quips, but it's flat because he's not supposed to understand that he quips. So, um, guardians of the galaxy. Uh, what's his name? Drax. Batista plays Drax. Drax is supposed to not understand jokes. That's part of his humor, but it's funny when he does that, right? Um, it just felt like a the dialogue felt like writers were like, that was funny when Drax doesn't get stuff. Let's have Black Adam not get stuff because he's been trapped for 4,000 years. So of course he doesn't understand this stuff. He lived in a warrior culture. Of course he doesn't get this stuff. But the delivery was just... Didn't hit it. Just yeah. didn't hit it. The main, like, the you, every, every movie has to have a kid in it, right? Mm-hmm. The kid in this one looks like me in 1996. He's got big <laughs> cargo khakis on, a striped shirt, and a skateboard, and he's listening to Smashing Pumpkins. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, like, literally, Smashing Pumpkins is on the list. And I just go, like, when was this filmed? I like, it. I mean, it's nonstop action. The action looks good, but it just, I don't know what, I don't know who, what it was supposed to do for DC. You know, the DC that ha- it didn't bring any anything into the superhero j- film genre that hadn't been seen before. Right. No. So, okay. I mean, like, here's our here's our out of water superhero who doesn't understand stuff. Uh, here is our team up group that's here of characters you've never really heard of before. Or if you have, you have a tertiary understanding of them, a la Suicide Squad. Right. Like, mm-hmm. here's our characters. You don't know who Cyclone is. Maybe you've seen Adam Smasher because you played um injustice on your you know in the background when you're playing injustice mm-hmm. but it, it i don't know dr fate was great though okay I, I, give me a pierce brosnan it makes me want to like shave my the beard part and just keep my goatee and do that for halloween tomorrow just walk around in a three-piece suit carrying a gold helmet and be like i'm dr fate so right? bad but it's would be a good one but i i don't know it just I think a JLA movie, I would have been JLA and then black Adam is the villain or yeah, bring them all in together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but it felt like, Oh, we need a team. Yeah. Here's this team. Hmm. So I don't know. Right. Don't maybe I'll check it out it. on my next plane don't watch flight. It. I was going to say it's a plane flight movie. It is a plane movie because yeah. you're trapped. What else are you going to do? Um, and it'll be free because it's an in-flight film. <laughs> and you could probably watch it on the back of someone else's seat, three seats in front of you, and still get everything you need to know out of the movie. Yeah, dialogue in this movie. <laughs> uh, but I bet that's it. I mean, uh, we've got some episodes coming up where we've got some books in the hopper. Um, we're going to do Refrigerator Full of Heads. I'm going to make you read the first half of Human Target, or I'm gonna, I don't really want to make you wait for the whole thing to come out because we like to do volume ones on this show. Yeah. So I think we should do volume one. Uh, Cause it is out and it is ready to read. We've established uh, we, we're going to do every, uh, every, uh, every Brubaker book. Yeah. So we will do follow me down. That will be the book we do. Um, and uh, I've got a couple things sitting around. We had talked about doing, uh, Oh, I got it right here next to me. Uh, the private eye at some point, it's a, you know, a weird format book Yeah, uh, for a long time. We've, we got yeah, a stocking stuffer episode coming. It's already November. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we days. have stocking stuffer so. episode coming up um so hey 
you know, we got to start thinking about what we're going to ask for. We got to start getting our, the stocking stuffers. That's like cram, that's like half the shit that I get for Christmas. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. That's like a month away. The the stocking stuffer episode is like less than a month away usually. So uh, we're we going to try to do it at the we're we going to try to do it at the end of November. End yeah, do it before uh, Black Friday sales. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, so we got to do a book, then stuff our stockings, then books. Yep. All right. I mean, there's no other way around this. No, there's no other way. We've set it on air. This is where we are now. Uh, Folks, thanks for tuning in. You can find the show over at comicexposure.com or your favorite podcast app, whatever that may be. Share it with your friends or don't. Keep it to yourself like your little precious ring that you're going to take to Maudau. You're going to take to Mordor. Schmaug. Schmaug that you stole from Schmaug. And that you have a, a fantastic, you know, spooky season. That's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.